1: The Vicious Circle.
0: You are facing a fuel-injected suicide machine! I'm the
1: man! When I walk, the ground shakes!
0: I am the master.
1: And welcome to the Vicious Circle. Sid, how is your night going? Doing pretty good, Rob. Yes. Got to let you know, the very first person to comment was Nathan. G'day, guys. Oh,
0: All right, Nathan. What's going on, man?
1: Yeah, it's our friend from Australia.
0: Uh, Let me see here.
1: And then right after that was Daniel said, all right, Sid, from London. It's 1230 there. Wow. That's late. It is late. You guys go to bed. Yeah, no doubt. Sleep time. And Jeremy says, "What's up, Robin? Sid from Imperial, California. How's your day today? I'm doing great myself. Just staying safe."
0: There you go, Jeremy. That's the
1: key. How's your day been? Like how you know what what uh, what, what were you up to today?
0: Well, 4:15 this morning, I was at the gym. Yeah, and then I came home. I went over to the doctor's appointment for my ear deal and congestion and it was just to pick up paperwork. I gotta go back tomorrow. (laughs) It's just stupid stuff. But uh really that and it was cold as heck here. Uh for me now if everyone's keeping up on the fitness chart deal, man, I am I am making some big gains. I didn't told you about Rob. I am so far ahead of what I thought I'd be at this point. Um so um my diet is starting I'm I'm kicking it in, getting it narrowed down, ready to start for Monday. But on the workout side of things, man, I've I've taught myself a new trick, a few new tricks this past couple of weeks. Really. really interesting. Yeah,
1: I know you sent me your supper.
0: Right there, you right. go. That looks good. Salmon, asparagus, a little corn, a little rice. Oh, salmon! I haven't had salmon in forever. It's good, you know. I've I, I just got something. I wanted something different. And I really it's okay. I'm not enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. Here was mine. I had roast beef. Potatoes and corn.
1: I had a, the basics. Is that corn or carrots? carrot? Carrot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> sea vegetable, you know? Yeah, really. And even Nathan sent in his. There's what Nathan had.
0: I see he had a sweet potato and looks like kangaroo and some greens for for supper. And then it looks like next to his place, a child. He must have had a child for dinner. I mean, for dessert. I think yeah, that that's his dessert. He's like you're ready good. to go.
1: But yeah, we are all oh here we go. You just know, if that was chicken, <clears throat> go ahead. <clears throat> oh no no. Nathan said, just about to have my lunch. Rob has seen one of my daily meal schedules. Yep. I just
0: showed we showed the supper. <laughs> right. Can he see that, Rob? Oh yeah. I'm just waiting okay. for his comment. <laughs> it looks if that's chicken, it looks like he beat it up with something before he cooked it and after he cooked it. Kind of does.
1: very barbecued. We'll go. Oh, ahead. okay,
0: barbecued. Okay. It's gotta be
1: gotta be i love that sweet potato though oh no kidding even tom he says i'm doing great with my diet sid down nine pounds since the 13th of january
0: okay good man oh
1: yep there's nathan (laughs) 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 so yeah um there are a couple people i should just mention while we're on the topic um tom i need to get your height weight And age, I don't have that yet. And same with Terry and Rondell. Those three guys, I don't have that information yet.
0: And then we are ready to start on Monday. Right, so Sunday Sunday night our show will be getting that tuned in and trying to get all those details filed up. And I'm hopefully going to have some pictures of uh, some of the people from the church for the show Sunday as well. I'll have um, some envelopes with some pictures in that we'll be sending out to people and we will start that. Nice.
1: And if anybody wants to come on Sunday, that's in the challenge, let me know because right. we do a real quick recap before we get going on Monday.
0: Yeah. And, and It won't be long. Anyone, everyone, it'll just be a real quick deal. You know, uh, say what you weigh, blah, blah, blah. Just a little, little way. We all see you talk to you for a second. And yep. then, um, We'll go to try to touch base with everyone as often as we can, or to be sure everybody's doing well, and then um, we'll start monitoring this thing and get everybody kicked in. That's right. And if you've already, and I know uh, Tom said he already started. I know Lloyd's already started. Um, again, this is just for fun. Uh, if any any of the money is going to go to the charity over there at the church, and then, but um, I, I I know a lot of people are already really doing well with this thing. Excellent.
1: And Tom says, I'll come on if Sid's okay with it. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) He just
1: asked you to. Uh, Nathan here said, that was my wife's attempt at using a new air fryer. Double killed the chicken. That's all right. And then he commented, we never
0: eat our own children. (laughs) There you go. I wonder how those air fryers are. I thought about buying one just to have chicken in a different way. I don't know. Hey, it couldn't hurt. What uh, what is it like, Nathan? Uh, Give us a little feedback on
1: that does it have a very different taste from regular cooking? Right. From baked or broiled or whatever. Exactly. Tonight though, we're going to focus a lot on wrestling.
0: Yeah. We're going to just talk about wrestling a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um, So you watched AEW last night, right?
0: Yeah. Well, now I was watching that and NXT and I was watching some of the, uh, on CNN, the coronavirus task force thing last night on, uh, bringing this up to speed about what's going on there uh so I did see some of it uh, pretty much all of it <clears throat> I did see the first match on aew which was a uh, striker I think and uh who was it oh uh Eddie and Kingston King, and, Eddie Kingston and was a little Archer. more Lance Archer that's what it is I'm sorry Lance Archer um Eddie Kingston was a better match than the couple before that you know what I saw the first time I saw him work, work with moxley he looked – he was really good. Everything was on point. I thought it was probably one of the best opening matches. It might have been Lance Archer's – you know, I think – I don't like him in a babyface mode. Uh, he tried to stay out of it, looked like. He really worked really, really hard. The best I think he's ever looked, uh, in my opinion, to me. And I haven't seen everything he's done. So – but he really looked good in that match. Uh, he did a really good job of um, – you know, working that big man thing, and that's a hard to do, especially you no know, people there, not wanting to take that bump. Him, him, and Kingston—I guess that's his name—did a really good job on that. Again, first match. Some people probably say it was too much for a first match, but I think it was really good. Um, the only thing is, sometimes Lance Archer looks just a little awkward. Yeah. I know he's—I do know he's drawing the camera, which is good. Maybe take your time and let people say what you're—you you're, know—let people catch on with what you're saying. A little bit. I did that a lot. Uh, that's and what he's doing there, too. He's he's making use of every second he has on TV. Um, and that's a really good thing to do. I don't know who taught him that. But uh, that's a, you need you to pick up, you don't. But then I saw. Um, well, I'm going to jump in there real quick for just a second. There's only
1: one thing about that match I didn't like. All right. And that's right at the beginning when he sent Jake back. Because, and maybe it's just I haven't watched it enough. The minute he sent Jake back, I knew that was
0: going to be an angle. Right. You know, I knew something was going to be. That's the thing is, too, Rob, we've talked about this. This is, this again, I don't want to, I'm just saying what I've heard before. That's a Dusty Rhodes type of deal, or uh, Ole Anderson, supposedly, when they do all these run-ins, they can't, you know, they don't want to take the time to just make it make sense right there. Now, of all that that they did really well in that whole match and all the, stuff they did in that, um, the, the worst part of it was the end because uh, I did not want to see Jake Roberts sprawled out on the floor with his big fat gut sticking out. Uh, now, Robert, we talked about it a second ago before we went on air. You no, know, I'm watching AEW differently than a lot of people are. I'm watching because I like a little corny. I like a little off, you know, a little stupid, and that's why I'm watching them. Uh, When you see things like when you have a great match and all that went well, again, Jake should have just stayed out there. He made a spectacle of himself. And and that's what people remember the last things, unfortunately. Um, But no, it just. uh, um,
1: They could have peppered in, you know, where he had a couple squash matches and he sent Jake back going, you know what? I got this. Don't worry about it. And then that way, when it comes to this match and he sends Jake back, it shows overconfidence. But it also doesn't play into the fact that he's getting dragged out later. They just needed a reason to get him backstage.
0: Right. thing is, I I feel like managers, too, we use managers for a reason, to make them mean something at at the right time. You know, I would never send my manager back until it really meant something. You know what I mean? So uh, that didn't mean anything for him. Then just to walk out, he goes, go to the back. You know, that's just, it's not continuity either. Uh, then it gives people, you know. Then again, it just—I don't know. It's just not continuity. We won't have continuity. When um, we give something to the people without meaning to it, we're going to lose that. When it does, if they're trying to make it mean something, yeah. Exactly. I'm—I'm not downing. I'm not down on anyone when I say things like this. But you're not going to make anything mean anything with Jake Roberts involved in it. Um, only thing I don't—I'm—I'm I'm worried for Lance Archer is that he is a, you know. For him right now, he's a little older. You know, I would like to see him He got this break a few years ago. Uh, he really is their best big guy. Him, uh, Jack Hager, I think he'll, He'll. I think them two would make a good match. Um, uh, two big guy, two big man deals. They both really know how to work as big guys. So at least they have something, somebody to work with. Then I see, uh saw some of the coronavirus that no, we won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I saw. Nathan, this He's, Nathan
1: said, all the same taste as baked, but with the fat drained to the bottom. As you'd seen, it's very easy to overcook. Once you get the hang of it, to, uh, of it, you tend to use it far more and more.
0: That's what I've heard. So I might try to get me one of those. That's the thing about me making this chicken is I don't have to go in there and turn it. You know, I don't have to go out there and drain the grease off of it all the time. It's yep. just always something, you know. And that's what's making I think, me giving it that taste I'm sick of, you know. I think I'm going to go somewhere tomorrow and find me a what's it called a broasting pan where they s- it sits on top of it and all the grease goes down. It doesn't get in the grease. That might be like a, a cheap air fryer. <laughs> yeah. But TC says the air fryers are awesome.
1: No oil or very little required. That's good. And then who do we have here? This guy named Eric. He said, Sid knows more about new talent than I do now. I have no idea who he's talking about.
0: Well, and real quick, back to that, the wrestling, uh, Brittany Baker, whatever it is, Britt Baker. Yep. <clears throat> I, guess I was right. really high on her in the beginning of AEWs. you know, when they first started, she does a great interview, but, but just, I don't know, there's something there. I, I don't know. If she, I don't know what it is. Um, it's just, I don't like to see people run all the time either. Um, She's always running off. I don't know if she's a, trying to avoid getting into these. I hated pull-aparts too. I don't know if she's trying to avoid some of those. Or again, they're not thinking. They're not thinking things through where it would make sense for the. And that's something too. You can tell everybody's sort of doing their own thing. There's nothing but any, you know, where you say, okay, I can see something down the road with this. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and then the last match I remember was uh, the tag match and. It was really good. Uh just yeah. a lot of action in it. The, the young bucks. Man the... Eight, man. Now, real quick, this here's a trivia quick. Now, real well, before we get off the wrestling. Um now I did search over to NXT a few times. I didn't recognize any of these people or didn't really stay long enough to watch, but I did watch a segment, a little I guess they call it a vignette of the Imperiums or something like this. A group of people, a guys. It looks as if they're trying to Make them look like a, a, you know, a group like they did the Russians, the Bolkoffs, and all that, you know. Uh, but they're speaking English. I'm not sure what the Imperial is deal, but the vignette itself was unbelievably good. Um, and but so when you look at something like that and go back and watch it, AEW, it's like wow. Say, meaning this when you we compared WCW to WWF back then, the territories were pretty equal. Sometimes I think WCW had better talent. Um, so it, w- that's what made them equal. AEW's talent is just not there. The production is just not there. The quality is just not there. I just don't see how they're making it. I don't see how they're going to make it. Um, but again, uh, like Rob, you said, it's sort of like the Biden thing. It's not that people are watching AEW because it's what they're wanting to watch. I think they'll watch it because they don't want to watch WWE.
1: That might be it. Yeah. Think
0: about WWE. They might have the production and everything, um, uh, but they don't have the, you know, And they're all working their butts off, both companies. Uh, it's just, I said this the other day, I believe, uh, it's just their talent looks old, like old people. Yeah. You know, I hate saying that. Um, Sean, uh, I know I've said if I don't
1: say something to post it again, don't post it 19 times in a row. <laughs> okay? Okay. Um, we'll get to a sentence here. He said, uh, hello, Sid from London, Royal rumble this weekend. How the world would love for Sid to blow everyone away and rule the world again? I think the fans would freak out. Sean from London.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It'd be something to think about, but that's not going to happen. Let me see here. There was a
1: question. Um, yeah, here we go. Andy says Britt Baker is the hot female equivalent of Isaac Yankum DDS, but with better talent.
0: Yeah, you're exactly right, Andy. Whatever Andrew, he, happened to him. Just kidding, he said. Yeah. But no, a uh, lot better for sure, because um, she could do a really good interview. It's just, I don't know. I don't know what I saw of her in the beginning. I don't know why I'm not seeing it right now.
1: Yeah, I'm curious to see where they're going to go with it. Now,
0: um, there was one match in the middle. I guess you didn't
1: get to see, but it was Dax Harwood versus Jungle Boy.
0: I saw part of that. I I did see some of that. But, of course, I'm channel surfing, everyone. Yeah. Uh, You know the thing about this now? um, I think I've said this before. I only know one person that really watches Jungle Boy. And it's an 83-year-old friend of mine. Her name's Ann. She's a big fan of Memphis wrestling. And she thinks of Jungle Boy is like a little toy. You know, (laughs) I just don't see. I mean, he works his butt off, too. Don't get me wrong. But that's almost like that. And it's like watching... um, I'm trying to think of some of those bizarre characters WWF had at one time. It's just a little hard, you know. He's side water with a with a spear and stuff. No, I just uh, I don't know. I thought he was a. I thought when I first saw him on the scene, AEW. I thought, okay, this is a, and they they do got to keep guys underneath like that, meaning something when they do work with people on TV. Uh, who do he work with? Um, oh, it was uh, Tag uh, Tony Blanchard's team. Yes. Um, yeah, um, it doesn't hurt to beat that guy, but you know, those guys just dropped the belts not long ago. It doesn't, unless they're going to shoot an angle. I don't know. Just, it just, um, I haven't seen <clears throat> the ratings. I don't keep up with it. I probably venture to say people tuned out on that a little bit.
1: So I guess say, I actually enjoyed that one a little bit, uh, more well,
0: than you. You were <laughs> a scout leader, Rob.
1: I was so therefore Jungle Boy <laughs> is my guy. You know, <laughs> that's right. Um, but it was neat. It was it was cool watching. And then at the end, um, of course, they had the big run in, and you know they they actually cut
0: the horns off. What's his name's man? Oh yeah, yeah yeah Now that's good. No, that's fun. That is. I forgot about that. That's you know that's good old, good old stupid heat. You know. <laughs> You know, I, I did that as Lord Humongous, uh forty two thousand years ago when they handcuffed me to something. You know, but again, it's fun for me to watch. I just don't you know while the people are watching it. You know.
1: Yeah, and see, uh, okay, CC posted this, and it makes sense for for people like her that that's why they keep bringing people back. I can't seem to find the comment. It's only shown me the last five, but two uh the guy that said he don't know who is in wrestling anymore now. Me too. I stay in the nostalgic years. I have no clue what's what and who's who now. Right. And that's why you see Jake the Snake and Tully Blanchard and Sting.
0: Right. Right. No, that's exactly why Rob. When you got Jake at you, you got him and his gut. You know, so you got like two people there. <laughs> two for the price of one. Right.
1: Um, here's a question from Danilo. Hey, Sid, how was it working with Vader? Was he really that stiff?
0: Not really, not at all. Um, he was, I mean, I enjoyed working with him. I've said it a million times. He was one of the top five people I enjoyed working with of all time.
1: And you know what? That's something we haven't done in a bit is a wrestling term.
0: Why don't we do that one? What does stiff mean when you start talking about wrestling? Well, stiff is when you, you know, of course, we're, we're working out there. And some, thing, some things like, you know, smack across the back, you want to lay in and stuff like that. But you don't want to, say, hit a guy too hard to his face or something like that. And if you hit too hard, that's called being stiff. But now, Vader did do that to a lot of people, but he just didn't do it to me.
1: But did he do it in the same frame? Like, And we talk about you and Dan doing it to that one fellow, that one jobber. Did right. he do it in that vein? Where no. it was stiff with him, so he reciprocated kind of thing?
0: No, he just did it. He Vader, just, he was an opportunist. We all are, uh, the ones that are successful. Uh, but he liked beating those little guys up, you know? Uh, Nathan's got a good post here. Jake's got nothing on my gut. <laughs> no Nathan he's got you beat this time <laughs> yep sorry buddy you just didn't see that gut last night evidently uh, let's see here
1: Pam has a question Sid who did you have a hard time working with in the ring
0: Um. wow well, the hardest person I had working in the ring was Adam Baum Really? Yeah, he was um, just a nice guy, but just didn't have any idea about, you know, matches and how to make them work. Now, there's a lot of people equally as bad as him. Tatanka was bad. He was, when you picked him up, he'd like hold on to you. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of bad people out there. I guess I could keep going or <laughs> stop right there. Okay, we'll stop right there. Uh. Uh, CC commented back,
1: uh, well, it's good for the older guys that want to still work and still be connected to wrestling. Although I do feel bad for the folks that don't seem to want to do it, but seem to have to, I get the impression that's the case with slaughter.
0: I haven't seen slaughter in a long time.
1: Actually, neither have I. Where are you seeing him CC?
0: Yeah.
1: I'm curious.
0: And I I would much rather see slaughter out there any day than Jake Roberts. (laughs) I liked slaughter. I did.
1: Uh, Casey says, I worked with Sid in both WCW and WWF. That sounds familiar. Casey, Casey Thompson, maybe a bit more info. (laughs) Uh, let's see. Here we go. Uh, said, yeah, those Vader shots with the guy in the corner really look nasty.
0: Yeah, they did. But honestly, those weren't, I don't think they were that bad, but they did. I mean, I wasn't taking them, so I don't know, but yeah. They did look pretty tough.
1: Okay. Here's, oh, Here's Tom. He was on the Legends Raw January 4th of this year. Oh, was he? I did not see that. I'm thinking that's about Slaughter. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Daniel's got one. Does Sid remember his match against El Gigante at Super Brawl 1? I think it was a stretcher match. What did he think of the match with him?
0: Daniel, that was equally as bad a match if I've ever had in my life. Thank you for reminding me. Um, What that was, that was my last night there at WCW before I went to the WWF. He was supposed to be put on that stretcher, but for me to, you know, I was just doing the favor on the way out and I I, I did the stretcher myself. It wasn't something I was looking forward to.
1: I don't remember that match.
0: I guess you do, though. You were there. I think it was at St. Pete. Yeah, I know where it was.
1: Uh, Andy's got one. If WWE or AEW came knocking at your door, said which route would you go if you wanted
0: to? Just curious, you know what, Andy. I don't know. Um, being as this, I don't know. I, I think with AEW, I, I would have more luxury giving myself to do something you know that I think really matters. Where I, I wouldn't want to do something like Jake Roberts or something like that. Um, I've got some other ideas too. I, I think sometimes a place like, you know, WWE would give me my best chance to succeed at doing something. Um, so I don't know. It just all depends what the offer would be, you know. Interesting.
1: Let's say they both offered a million dollars, which would you that, prefer to work with, you know, talent-wise?
0: You know, Rob, honestly, if, if they both offered me a million dollars, they wouldn't do that. That's not how the business works. But if, if both places offered the same amount of money, and money is not the issue, it's, it really would be, if we had an understanding that I would get to do something positive, they just wouldn't put me out there as a fucking pinata, you know? Um, so that would, that would be more of the reason why I'd go more than the money. Okay.
1: Uh, Jay Feller says, how about that time we was in Woodstock where we had to set up the ring in the water?
0: Yeah, that was, uh, that was in Birmingham. What was they? What did they call that? Um, they had some kind of, that was Eddie Gilbert's booking. Oh, I remember it? that. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, I remember that Jay, you're from Birmingham. <laughs> uh, let's see here.
1: Uh, Taurus Thunder Maddox said, thoughts on the double ring Royal Rumble at Great, Great American
0: Bash 89? You know, I, I would loved to have been more active in that uh, double ring battle royal, but I had a disc at my back and just standing on the apron was taking my breath. And Danny, like most of the time anyway, had to do most of the work in that deal. So, But uh, I think I got a pretty good pop when they tagged me in, however.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember that vividly. Uh, Danilo said any beef with Jake, the snake said probably back in your time together in the WWF back in the early nineties. He's definitely not a physique guy, but all about psychology.
0: No, not a beef at all. Now, honestly, everybody knows this. Jake was a stooge. Uh, I got a scar on my left arm. We tore my bicep because he was always drunk every night we worked, but I'm not mad at him about any of that. That's just the business. I'm honestly just, I do not like to see sloppy pigs out there. It's an insult to me. It's an insult to this business. and It's an insult to anyone that's thinking that AEW's got a chance to make it when they're allowing stupid stuff like that to happen. And, and when I see stuff like that happen, that makes me believe, makes me think that the, the guy really needing that job, that's the young guy down the road that's busting his ass in one of these little independent shows, aren't going to get that spot because people are too stupid by putting people in situations like that out there like Jake's doing. And nothing against you. Where's what, what psychology involved laying on your stomach, and stretched out like that? Psychology has have been smart enough to say, you know what? I should be out here right now. I'm going to be sent to the back. and I can't think of anything how to make this work better. I should deserve to stay in the back. But no, I don't have a beef with him. It's just that's what bothers me. And we know, you don't know this, baby, but I know, look at him. He's messed up i bet any amount of money that he doesn't show up, they're straight. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Uh, and it, It's unprofessional. And I don't like to see that kind of people around.
1: Well, it, I know it bothers me in respect, too, that there is a certain point where you have to say, I just can't do this job. Right. And, and like, I, I'm so curious to see what Sting is actually going to get involved in. He's, he's going to be part of a main event now.
0: Well, this is what it looks like, Rob. I saw the. After he's a, He's in a tag match. That other kid's going to do all the stuff. You know, that's. I don't know. It's good. Like I said, I love to see all these guys out there. Uh, but I mean, all right. We'll go back to this. Couldn't you have thought of an interview to do a couple of weeks ago for these for this build up instead of just standing there? And it's not Sting's fault. It's the people that are running the show's fault. Uh, it's just again, that looks to me like. People are doing what they want to do. They're not doing, they're not making good decisions. Gotcha. Uh, Jeremy's got a question here. Have
1: you ever worked with big boss man, Ray trailer? And if so, how was it?
0: No, I never had a chance to, I don't believe.
1: Really? Yeah. He, I think he's like when we had Tito on the show, you know um, you guys were in the area at the same time. Like you went to shows cause, but you never actually got in the ring. Did you? No. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Daniel's got one here. From the 9th of January to 18th, 92, you had six matches against The Undertaker and lost six times by DQ. What was the plan meant to be with those matches?
0: You know what? Honestly, I don't remember. Um, I don't. I don't, again, everyone, I don't keep up with wins and losses. Uh, I'm not stupid like that. I uh, and I don't think I, I always hate DQs or count outs. So I would think I would have thought I remembered that. Um, well, these but, might have been house shows too. Well, house shows, you wouldn't do a count or a DQ. It's stupid. Hmm. Uh, you, you put a finish there. I don't remember doing those DQs with Taker, but maybe I did. Interesting.
1: Andy says, I think Sting is going to be a manager by the end of it. No disrespect to him. I don't think he could handle the bumps. That's what I'm worried about.
0: No, he can't handle the bumps. And how can he be a manager? He can't talk. (laughs) I mean, really? Are you just going to stand up the rafters and manage people from above? (laughs) His gimmick is being silent. (laughs) Right, Andy. Shut up. (laughs) Interesting. Really, man. Uh, Let me see here. That's what they're so good about. They're getting all these managers that can't talk. You know, Jake's too induced in cocaine, crack, crack cocaine to talk, and Sting's never been able to talk. And um, I don't know. Uh, let me see. Tom
1: says, "What was your experience like in War Games: The Match Beyond?" It looks like you killed Pillman.
0: Yeah, almost in that. He took. He was always a took great bumps, and uh, he was so easy to get up out. That cage was really not that tall. Hey, th- that was another match on there last night too. Was the Pillman? Son and that other kid, the varsity, uh, yeah, the varsity blondes or something. Uh, who do they work with?
1: Son of a gun.
0: It wasn't. A, it wasn't a bad match.
1: No, it was good. I, I see a lot good. of bad in him. Yeah. So that was interesting. Uh, let me see here. Casey says one time in WWF we worked a handicap match: Sid versus RVD as Matt Burns and myself. Then Sid showed his appreciation to us and hooked us up with some money after the match.
0: Well, right. Casey, you must have done a really good job when people did that for me. I always did that for them. Yeah. So he said, I worked with Rob Van Dam?
1: Yeah, Sid versus RVD. Oh, but his name then was Matt
0: Burns. RVD was? Yeah. God, I don't remember that. Oh, it was a
1: handicap match. It was RVD and Casey against you.
0: Right. I don't, I, I do. I mean, maybe I didn't realize that was RVD. Hmm. I'm really curious now. Cause I, some of
1: these wrestlers, you don't know until they're big gimmick. Right. You know, like I don't even remember Dr. Isaac Yang's Until Kane came around. And then I looked at what Kane had done and saw the character. I was like, Oh, interesting. Right. Hmm. uh so never here says i bet sid working with carrying cross would be a good deal for him if he went to wwe cross is the only guy i've seen that can even come close to sid's intensity
0: i think i know who you're talking about uh if it's the guy i'm thinking about he's got great potential he's got a great look he's got you know he's bigger than some of those guys um but my worry always with a uh, character like that in the WWE or WWF is uh, I'm guessing he's working as someone like a heel or whatever. They, whatever I, whatever I've already seen of him, I don't see where they're going to let him, get, give him the chance to really get over. Um, we'll, we'll look at him at, from TV think he's doing a really good job and we'll see the things we like about him. But I doubt they'll put him in a position to really do well.
1: Uh, oh, oh, here's Rondell. Rondell, I'm glad you're here. Send me your info.
0: I need your weight,
1: height, and age, and then I'm gonna send you a link so you can pop in on Sunday, okay? Because we're getting ready for the challenge. And he says, "Hi, Robin, Sid. Hope all is well. Who was your favorite to choke slam?
0: Probably Sting and Shawn uh, Michaels. <laughs> Michaels."
1: He had a touch of oversell, and that just made it look so much cooler. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Oh, Casey said it's on YouTube. It was before his run as RVD.
0: Okay. Well, I don't remember him as that. I wish I would have because he's never brought it up to me as we talked. <laughs> and I, I would have liked for him to. I, I don't remember that. I feel bad about that. <laughs> Jamie says, Sid, what do you think of the guy with AJ Styles? You know what? I haven't seen AJ Styles in so long. I don't know who I don't know who I haven't seen him. And here's CC.
1: She says, Hey Rondell. Oh, hey Rondell. They were saying early on they needed, I think it was your stats from you. Yes. Thank you, CC. She's managing the group in there. That's perfect. Where do you go, CC? <laughs> oh, great. I got you, Rob. Okay, there we go. Um, <laughs> uh, how was it in the million dollar corporation? That's when we started the podcast, we were kind of doing your history and we never got to this segment. Did we? I don't think so. No. What was your time with yeah. like the million dollar corporation? And was it like working with the million dollar man?
0: Well, I've already told everybody about the acid trip I took with him at the drive-in with some security guard. I think that says it all. Yeah. I was I put on the road as he was put on the road with me to be a babysitter. And long story short, I become a babysitter for him. And, um, uh, Somehow he enticed me to do acid and go to a drive-in one of our nights off. Um, That's how it was. I couldn't wait to get out of that whole situation. (laughs) It was a bad trip. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh,
1: Let me see here. Here is Kurt said, I was watching old WCCW wrestling videos the other day. Where did you get those? And I remember in the late 80s on a Saturday evening, I dislocated my right knee, went to the hospital and told the doctor. Do what you got to do, but get me home by 10 p.m. I can't miss any wrestling on TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's dedication. That's dedication. Man. Um, oh, here's Cheryl. Cheryl said, Sid, did you ever work with Shane Douglas? Thoughts on him as a wrestler?
0: You know, I did one of my first angles with Shane and Hill as Lord Humongous. Anybody, man, <clears throat> to turn me babyface, he actually would. Was- uh, we worked the deal as he was actually my long lost cousin or something. Um I don't think I don't remember work working against him. I could have. Only thing about Shane was good guy, don't get me wrong. But he was one of those guys who was a little creepy about himself. Uh this is a story one time he was when he first came to the WWF and this one again the business was really bad. They brought him in as the What's it calling? The Dean? No. Um Oh yes, the Dean. Okay, the Dean. Man, I'm telling you, um I remember somewhere I want to say Canada. Um George Steele brought, brought pulled into the side, and said something. I can't remember what it was. And Shane said to him, he like, Hey, you don't know who I am. I'm gonna I'm somebody or something like that, you know, really put him, he always, someone put himself over more than he really was. And that was pretty much the end of his run after that.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him after.
0: Well, he's also the one who got, you know, they blackballed him out of WCW and WWF. He was part of that whole deal. Shane just didn't, Shane's a nice guy to me and everything, but just, I don't know, just a little peculiar. Um
1: Andy here says, where is it? Uh I still gotta send you my details to you. Yes, you do, Andy. Get them in. Rondell said, CC, what's the website called? Vicious Circle Something. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> here you go, Rondell. Uh there it is. We'll leave that up for a second. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, don't feel bad, Rondell. I don't know it either. <laughs> Uh,
1: where is it here? Andy then says, "Sit on acid." I don't think I could wrap my head around
0: that. Yeah. No, I would like to think that that's not true, um, but no, it's a true story. Um, oh man, it was weird. I, I almost—I I, like—I like to think it wasn't true. Maybe I'm just making it up. Maybe that was the trip. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole trip. Uh, maybe it was a bad dream. But Jeremy asks,
1: "Have you ever worked with Stone Cold Steve Austin? And if you did, what are your thoughts on him?"
0: Yeah, I worked with him a few times. He was also, you know, one of these people about way too much of himself. I actually did mushrooms one time with him over in Dubai. Really? Yeah, me, him, and Taker.
1: <laughs> we'll have to hear about that trip.
0: <laughs> I don't remember much of that one.
1: <laughs> Rondell said, question, Robin said do WWE or any wrestling company let you keep a copy of your contract? I would think
0: they would. Yeah, yeah, I've got, I'm sure, yeah.
1: Oh, this is a good one. Grimazing Reed. This is the gentleman that came in and dazzled us with his magic. He said, Sid, what are some of your favorite Canadian places to wrestle?
0: Well, I love, I like all Canada, but Montreal. You know, I like that area over there. I like Toronto and everything else, but Montreal's got a really good. I love the area, that part of the. I love. I like that part of Canada a little bit better. Um, so Montreal and that area, Ottawa, something like that. I like that part of Canada.
1: <laughs> Andy here said, "Who the hell is your dealer?" Said, "I may know a guy." He's well, <laughs> all over the world.
0: That's, <laughs> yeah, that's
1: right. Uh, Jamie said Shane was good in ECW. That's when. when he, that's when he was the
0: franchise, right? Right. But this is the thing is, is I think again, everyone, we see people on TV and we and uh, yeah, he's fun. I'm sure he looks okay on T V, but to me it just wasn't nothing really special about Shane. And um again, he's a good guy, worked hard and everything, but I think he's one of those people like for instance, he's wasn't he's not one tenth of worker, say one of these young buck guys. You know what I mean? Okay. But he thought he was a better worker and a bigger star than those guys, which he might have been equally You know, equal star because he was in the WWF at one time um, for a star power, but he never was, he never could work like those guys.
1: Gotcha. Grimazing asks, any Montreal mushroom or acid stories?
0: (laughs) Wow. No, I only did acid that one time my whole life in the business. And then that's, I don't know why I did that. And that was the only time I did mushrooms, was that one time. We were stuck in Dubai in a hotel for, Seemed like six years and you did the that... you came up with your babysitter, right?
1: <laughs> uh, Wade McDonald says, I've been binging the podcast, I've listened to 48 so far this week and fat and last. Um, have to get caught up for years. I always wondered where you were and how you were doing and what you were up to. It's truly awesome to see you here back in the public, mixing it up with all of us. Thanks, Sid. Glad you're doing well. Well, thank you, Wade. That's awesome. That's a lot of podcasts. No kidding. Wow. Uh, Let me see here. Uh, And there was one I missed. Oh, there it was.
0: Eric said, Kurt Hennig, best wrestler ever. Yeah, he was one of the best for sure. and He was probably one of the most unappreciated uh, wrestlers too. And I don't understand why. Only in WWF was he unappreciated. Uh, Everywhere else, I think he was really admired and, you know, but uh, I remember first seeing him for the first time. He was working with Lawler over in Memphis. It was just like, man, this guy is really good. Uh, let
1: me see here. Danil Danilo said someone asked, and I was trying to find it. Um, did you ever wrestle against Hercules, and what was he like? And then Danilo said, I believe Sid was Hercules' last match in the WWF, where he just got up after taking the power bomb, no selling it.
0: You know, I've heard a lot of people have said that. I don't remember that. I don't keep up with things like that, but. I know he wasn't happy about it. I, I didn't know it was his last match. Is that the one that we have in the intro? Yeah. You, way to go, Rob. The guy hates me now. Is he dead? I don't think so, but <laughs> I don't okay. know to be honest. <laughs> this is your only way out if he is. He'll uh, kill you. Uh
1: Tom says, I know you teamed with Randy Savage. Did you guys ever work each other in WCW or WWF?
0: I think it I think I gave Randy his last match in wcw as well did someone say that one time rob yeah yeah he flew in to replace someone i can't remember who it was and um i can't remember where it was so i want to say like someone silly like virginia or something but um i remember him coming in someone said that that was his last match
1: uh, Kurt here says I made an entire VHS tape of nothing but Sid matches six hours long. I was so proud of that VHS lent it to a friend who also was a fan and he never gave me the tape back and it's been 25 years and I'm still pissed. <laughs> Get in Kurt. That's right. Wonder if you still have a player to watch it though. That's the interesting thing. Yeah, yeah. Mike Ferreira says, Hey guys, Sid, how did you like having Harvey as a manager? We touched on this a bit.
0: Well, you know, Harvey was my first manager. We're well, not my first manager, but he was my manager in Continental, and I brought him in. Um, they couldn't really find anyone to put him with, so I just put him with me. Uh, Nathan here said Nathan from Australia said Kurt
1: should have gotten a run with the heavyweight championship.
0: No, he definitely should have. Thing is, everyone too, when we see the belt called the Intercontinental Championship belt, that's a death sentence. It means uh, you're just gonna. You're, just gonna, you're not going to ever get used correctly. you know. I think I've only seen two people that actually get it and then go on.
1: Is right. Austin and The Rock.
0: Okay. Like
1: testing belt, almost. Right. Uh, Andy says, one thing I can't believe I never asked, when Harley Race was alive, did he ever get in touch with you to come to his promotion?
0: I did a bunch of them, Andy. He was a lot of fun. He was a really good guy. Um, yeah, I did a lot of them up in Missouri for him.
1: Oh, and I think Hercules has passed away. Yes, he died a few years ago. Yes, he passed away.
0: All right, Rob, feel safe to say what you want to about the guy. Get I can we're good now. now. <laughs> yeah.
1: Rondell says, did you ever fight Mr. Perfect? I think he means wrestle.
0: Yeah, I, I'm trying. I don't think I ever did. Um, I do remember one time Kurt was, I was doing an interview. I think I've told the story where I think it was Chris uh, Benoit and maybe Dean Malenko or Perry Saturn. I was going to work with one of them. I made the reference to, I said um, something like, I said, yeah, I said, you know, people don't realize which one of the guys was. I said, they're really tough when they get to crying. Man, I said, if you get them crying, they'll almost fight you back. You know, (laughs) Kurt loved that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Let's see here. Wade says, and a huge thanks to you too, Rob. Oh, thank you uh, for getting Sid comfortable with today's technology and social media and whatnot. We owe you, buddy. I'm a fellow Canadian from Kelowna, B.C. Nice. Awesome. The two of you are doing, or what the two of you are doing, and we appreciate you too, Rob.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah. I don't think I said it before. I don't think people realize without Rob, I wouldn't be doing this or be capable, be able to do any of this. So, no, I tell Rob all the time how much I'm grateful for him. That's two people in my fan club. There you go.
1: It's growing. <laughs>
0: it's growing. No, I, everybody likes you,
1: Rob. Ah, uh, uh Tom said, "I'm surprised WWE has never made a Psycho Sid DVD. How do they just? Dis- would you know how they choose who they're going to make these DVDs about?
0: No, I don't, Rob. I don't know. I would probably. F- I don't. I really don't know who who decides what determines that. Hmm."
1: Uh, Jeremy says, here. oh, here's his favorite wrestlers. My favorite wrestlers besides the Big Boss Man are Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Jake Roberts, Razor Ramon, Sergeant Slaughter, Mr. Perfect, Rick Rude, Sid, Tugboat, and Dusty Rhodes, just to name a few.
0: That's a good group of people there, Jeremy. That's a really good list.
1: That's a good list. Where was he when we were doing the Mount Rushmore? I know,
0: right? We well, <laughs> know there's only two people left on Mount Rushmore anymore. It is not called Mount Rushmore anymore. No, it's no. It's just Barry and Eric, and it's called Brokeback Mountain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> whole lot of love going on. there. A whole lot of
0: love going up there.
1: Oh, Jer- uh, Jamie mentioned Triple H also won the Intercontinental title. So yeah, there's three.
0: And he ended up marrying
1: the boss's daughter. Wow, that what a run that was. So did he get the title belt because of his work in Intercontinental or because of the marriage? I don't remember honestly. Uh, Stuart asks, Hey guys, Sid, did the shaving can to the, did the shaving can to the head hurt? How surprised were you? I did. You didn't get hit by the can just by the, cr- the shaving cream.
0: Right. What it was when I, I, when I hit it with that chair, it somehow bounced to hit something and it just on itself. It did all that. Sprayed it everywhere. I sprayed it everywhere. But that was a wicked look. It really was. Yeah.
1: Uh, let me see. And that was the
0: last barber shop too. Well, yeah, you broke their shaving cream. I mean, that was the end of his career. I mean, really, that's you know, Vince does that to people, Rob, uh, and I'm sure he did that to Hogan to get back with him. For Hogan forced him to hire his brother. I'm sure. So when you do things like that, they get you back, and I'm sure that's what it was. It's like now we're going to have the guy who's replacing you. We're going to have him tear up your brother's studio, and then your brother's finished.
1: Oh, okay, it's it's weird how there's these subtle jabs, and you just exactly. don't it.
0: you don't realize it.
1: Uh, Lloyd asks, hello, what was your best memory of, you have of working in, or sorry, for not reading it. <laughs> what was your time like in ECW? There we go. God, I'm horrible at reading.
0: <laughs> what was your best memory you have? You have of your time uh, in ECW. There we go. You know, honestly, it was such a quick little run. It was all fun. It was a, I say this in the nicest way. It was a glorified independent deal. You got to do what you want to there. Um, it was just running, beat somebody up and leave. It wasn't, it was easy, easy. The crowds were unbelievable. Easy. Yeah. Uh, never been in a territory that the crowds were that easy every night, you know, but, so that was a lot, that was pretty cool.
1: That was a different organization. Yeah. Um, Nathan said, Brett Hart did well after the IC bill. Yeah, he kind of did. Yeah. He got, he had a title run
0: got a mosquito flat around here, man. 32 degrees, 19 degrees out there.
1: Oh, I'm being proven wrong all over the place. Jericho had a great IC title luck too. Yes, he did. And he turned out to be the first universal champion. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Rondell says, uh, that would be awesome. A Sid DVD from start of your wrestling career to now. Excellent.
0: That would be pretty good.
1: That would be a whole bunch of discs. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Wade says, "When Sid became psycho and started his whispering promos, where he wasn't screaming like a lunatic, he truly became the most feared man in wrestling. There was nothing more scary."
0: I think so too. I did that purposely. You know, I just started adding facial expressions and stuff like that to try to do the best with what I had, the character I had.
1: And you handled it well. Like, like you said, you f- it fit like a glove. Yeah. Um, Daniel, Daniel says, did Sid ever wrestle bad news Brown? Is it true? Bad news fell out with WWF because Vince broke a promise to him.
0: I don't know. I think I heard something like that. No, I've never worked with him, but I could see where that's very easy to do. Vince broke a lot of promises to people. <laughs> so um, he, uh, he ruined my life pretty much, but, uh, uh if it hadn't been for mean not uh being able to crawl out from under a rock and get back on top of the rock and be the person I am, it could have really ruined my career. Uh but Vince is very vindictive. He's a vindictive booker and he's made again ten thousand mistakes to one good decision.
1: Uh Jeremy said, and for my divas, my favorites are China, Lita, and Trish. I is China considered a
0: diva? I would think so. Um And I think that's the modern day group right there. I think China. You go back a little bit. You put Sherry Martel there. You go back a little bit. You put the Fabulous Moolah. That would cover.
1: I just China was playing with the big boys. Like she was the only female ever in a Royal Rumble. You know, she won the Intercontinental. So I don't. Would she be categorized as a diva?
0: Well, she is a woman, Rob. That is true. (laughs) I guess that's all you need, right? Yeah, she's probably the ultimate. Badass diva or something like that. Tom says,
1: "Rob, what is your list of favorite wrestlers? I know Sid is number one.
0: Who <laughs> <laughs> are some of your favorite wrestlers, Rob?"
1: Um, honestly, one of them is China because I love what she did with that character. Right. And uh, the other one, I guess, would be Michaels. I love, like you, like I said before, how he old over- yeah. old things just a bit, and it made the moves that much more believable. Yeah. So that
0: Those was the yeah. good ones. Those are good
1: ones. Uh Jamie says Vince punished Triple H for the curtain call in Madison Square Gardens.
0: Do you remember that? I wasn't there. Yeah. I I heard about it. I don't I don't remember. It. I wasn't there.
1: Uh let me see here. Sounded out, Rob. You can do it. Thanks, buddy.
0: He's coaching me <laughs> on my reading. <laughs> wow. Rob, you're gonna put up fire Andrew right now, Rob. Stuff. Get out. Get out, <laughs> Andrew. He's telling sign you. Back sign, sign back up.
1: There we go. Uh Stuart says, think about it. Sid was involved with the Shockmaster and RoboCop. Just crazy decisions by
0: WCW. Yeah, that's true. Shockmaster and RoboCop. <laughs> and different runs of my career there as well. Um,
1: oh. I hate that. There we go. There it is. Rondell said, I loved Sid promos in the WWE. When I walk, the ground shakes. When I talk, people listen. Um, who opens the gates of hell and lets
0: Sid out? Classic promos. You got some of that out of a book called The Devil's Laughter. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm curious. What is Is this a fiction book? or?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to check that out. Pretty okay. good. Let's see if we can I get break. a lot of cool stuff out of that boat. Let's see if I can grab one more or two more here. Uh, Corey said you had a really long house show main event run in '99 and 2000. I think you wrestled Savage and Bret Hart's last real singles matches in two days. It's
0: very possible. Um, I, I know Bret. One of his last matches were. I remember talking to him in the dressing room. Uh, so I, it's very possible that happened.
1: Pam says, I can do Luna's voice. I'll
0: call you at night, Sid. (laughs) (laughs) No, think about Luna now. She was one of the nicest people in the world. But, dude, if you got her going, man, I mean, I I was a little scared of her. I'll be honest with you. You know, uh, she she would not have backed down from anybody. And uh, her and her husband gang grill. What a great couple. You oh, David.
1: Yeah, I, I remember talking to him, and he was saying the same thing, how good she was. And when yeah, you have an ex saying that about you, that says stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're both good
1: people. Yes. Uh, okay, here's a Carol one more. Rondell said, Sid, who do you feel was the most underrated wrestler? That's a broad question.
0: Wow. Um. I think the most under, oh, underrated. Um i could say Ricky Steamboat, even though he was a big name and stuff, and he never got the real push in, in the WWF like he should have because he was such a great worker. Of course, he was there during the Hogan run. You know, um, I don't know. I think he sh- he could have been a bigger – even though he was a big star, I think he could have ran – he could have been top of, on top of t- territories, but uh, for some reason, I don't know why. But a lot of people say the same thing. I'm going to throw up one more because
1: Tom, you know, Pam's Pam's boyfriend, he said, yes, she can. Trust me, it's creepy.
0: <laughs> <That's Luna's way. laughs> Get her in one of those screaming movies. I know I did an independent film called Stranded, and they bought a girl just in because she could scream. And it was ear piercing. <laughs> Let's see. Pam said,
1: Luna was one of my favorites. Loved her attitude, and she was just very entertaining. Rest in peace, Luna.
0: She right. was. Wait. Very good, Pam.
1: <laughs> Specifically at 2 a.m. Yeah, that would be <laughs> a terrifying. Yeah. Let's see here. Nathan said he just sent an email. Read the review. Um, save the picture. I'm trying to get this in as quick as I can here. Desktop. Save. Oh, it's not doing it. I apologize for this. And then I will see if I can throw it up here real quick. Load overlay desktop. There we go. Now, oh, it's fuzzy. We can't read it. Not yeah. I don't know what that says. Ah
0: darn it, it's too fuzzy. Or oh, is that the movie Stranded?
1: Tom Savini. Hmm. Tell you is what.
0: Is that the movies is that the movie Stranded or no? I wonder it says you're in it. I don't remember any of those guys' faces.
1: Well, Tom Savini is actually an effects guy. He did some acting, but uh, he is huge. Like, he did Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, all of those.
0: Now, he could have been there. I can't see the other, other two pictures. I know one guy did a cameo in the movie uh, on Dawson Creek or something. I can't remember uh, at the end of the movie.
1: There we go. Yeah, I can't see. Wait a minute. That's in IMDb, isn't it? Nathan, what movie is that? Because I'll just pull it up. If you can tell me what movie that is, I can just pull it up on IMDb and we'll read it right from there. Andy says, Sid and his best role was ready to rumble. It was pretty good. What did you think of, you know, doing films like that?
0: Honestly, Rob, I had a lot more fun doing independent films than I did, you know, that kind of big budget film. It was just a lot of repetition. You were there all day long. I think we were there, me and Kurt Kurt Henning was there for like six weeks to do those couple little parts we did, you know. So it's just, um, it was fun to get your foot in the door or something like that. But um, I enjoyed the independent ones better there was two that you did from one guy um brent river darkness and um yeah i forget the other one i can't remember what did you think river of darkness what was it like there no that was fun you know again because we get to work with the 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 zombie from the night of living dead what was his name
1: uh i am just gonna pull that up now because i cannot remember his name (laughs)
0: But that right there, that's one of my favorite all time horror movies to be there. Then it was just a nice scene. Kevin Nash and I were there together, hanging out. Um, I'm still using the same face cream he gave me that night, the same brand, anyway. It's really good stuff. um, Hinsman, there it
1: is. Bill
0: Bill Hinsman. Bill Hinsman, that's it. Bill Hinsman. Uh, We got to kill him in a scene, so that was pretty fun. So it was, again, it was pretty, it was just, it was fun, laid back. I had a lot of fun doing the movie Stranded as well. Um, Stranded. That one doesn't come up. Did they change the name on that one? I don't know, Rob. A Rob McClellan film?
1: Rob McClellan. Let me look that up.
0: I think it was a Southern something Productions.
1: And I can't find that. Okay. I'm going to dig that up so we can find it next time. All right. Yes. Ryan Haskell said, yeah, the other one was Death from Above. That's what yeah, the other
0: one Yeah, Death from Above. Yeah. There we go. All right, Sid. Well, any last thoughts? No. Um I just I'd like for people to start finding out some scoops on wrestling for us for the show. What is happening in AEW? What is happening with the the joint companies joining together. Uh, what is, what are we hearing about some of these things? And, and we'll maybe share that information next show.
1: Yeah. Shoot it to us at, Oh, wait, is it?
0: It is yeah, on, it in. <laughs> info at vicious circle Even right. when he tells me I have a hard time doing that, but <laughs> no, um, we'll, we'll talk about that Sunday a little bit. And then we'll talk about the, the beginning of our of our, our, our contest, our weight loss contest. Excellent. In that case, Sid, we'll see you on Sunday, everybody. Until then, we'll see you if the creek don't rise and God's willing. Oh, that's backwards. If God's willing, to- I hit the button too fast. <laughs> God damn, Rob. That's all right. Take Cut. two. Take two. <laughs> if God's willing and the creek don't rise, we'll be back here Sunday at the Vicious Circle.
1: You've been listening to The Vicious Circle Podcast. Your host, Sid Udy. Co-host, Rob Bellamy. Additional research by Pete Marsh. The Vicious Circle Podcast is produced by Two Cousin Road Trip Productions, a division of JX3 Media Productions. The intro music is Unleash the Giants by Cemetery Spawn. And the outro music is Digging Space by Mike Troublecott.